Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Psychic's Thoughts. Hope you're all doing well today. I sure am. Just moved into my new apartment. Uh, just relaxing before the next school semester starts here. Anyway, um, my latest short film, A Way Out, is on YouTube under Psychic Productions, P-S-Y-K-I-C-K, as well as my latest album, Dragon, on all streaming services, capital P-S-Y, capital K-I-C-K, all one word. Please go check it out and support wherever and whenever you can, and I appreciate, as always, coming and listening to me talk and rant about video games and the entertainment industry as a whole. As you know, oftentimes when I talk about any specific topic, I often go on tangents and branch out as I do make these podcasts off the top of my head from what I've learned and researched. Of course, if I ever have something that is of uh, that is incorrect or a mistake, I will either mention it in a later uh, date, scrap the entire podcast episode if it's too inaccurate, or, um, you know, just know that, take it with a grain of salt, I may not know everything. In fact, I don't know everything, and I may miss some of my data points here, so please bear with me. Also know that when I talk about one thing, it's not always just one thing, right? It's often incorporating and discussing entire other things. So while it may be an initial thoughts or review on a video game, it may also branch out into the video game industry or the film industry or the music industry or app and social media development or media conglomerate or something else. With all that being said, let's get into it. My initial thoughts on the new hit video game, Rumbleverse. It is a free-to-play, cross-platform, cross-play, multiplayer battle royale beat-em-up. That's the easiest description I can say for that game. It is an Epic Games uh, game, right? Other games under Epic Games that you may know. Of course, being Fortnite, Rocket League, Fall Guys, and many more. So what is Rumbleverse? Rumbleverse is a 40-player battle royale, right? Battle royale being dropped in an arena, be the last to survive, kill or don't be killed until you're the sole survivor, right? Or until your team or squad is. Other popular and notable battle royale games that have shooken the industry and changed the entire video game industry and created a new genre unto itself include PUBG, Fortnite, Call of Duty Warzone, Apex Legends, and many more. Now I've discussed this topic at nauseum of battle royales and free-to-play games, right? And I have many other podcast episodes discussing them, so please go check them out when you get a chance. But I will say, whenever I look at a new game in a genre that feels fatiguing, because here's the thing about Battle Royale, it's a great concept in movies like Battle Royale, phenomenal film, or even Hunger Games, right? It's great. In certain video games, it's a very interesting element. And at first, it was really unique to see in PUBG and then to see in, you know, Fortnite and so on. And Warzone did a good job at making the Call of Duty formula fit with Battle Royale. Making it free to play as well, 
lowers the barrier of entry so anybody can play, and then making it cross-play makes that even more of a reality. What it ushered in is higher quality AAA free-to-play video games. And that still stands true. Of course, the monetization practices and microtransactions with cosmetics and season passes are a thing. Of course, they don't bother me too much because they're purely cosmetic. They do not affect the balancing and the progression of the game. Now, some people often look at Battle Royale games and say, nope. Right? The stigma or the reputation they may have garnered over time may not be your thing. I understand. It's actually not really my thing either. I do play it with my friends because it's something that they play. And I have friends who who enjoy it. And it's more fun when you get to play with friends. But by myself, when I'm playing video games alone, I do not play Battle Royale games. Often. I'll try them out when they're new. Right? I like to try and experiment and learn new games. Because I never know. Just because it's a genre doesn't mean I'm going to... That I don't often play. That doesn't mean I won't like it. You know, or at least understand components of it. So, Rumbleverse was kind of on my radar lately. I uh, didn't know much about it, didn't really pay attention to it. I saw one preview and then I saw, okay, it's a free to play game, looks kind of fun, looks kind of weird. Uh, it's coming out August. Alright, that's all. That's all that was on my mind. I've got so many other games I'm more excited for or things I'm looking in, into. But that was one of those, okay, all right, all right, all right. Maybe. Let's see. Who cares? And it came out. I wasn't doing anything. Getting my ass whooped on Hell Let Loose. Go check out my podcast on that game. That game is phenomenal. Um, I was like, okay, I need something. I want to spice things up. I've got 200 plus hours in Elden Ring. I've got this, that, you know. So I said, okay, let me try this uh, Rumbleverse. I downloaded it. The art and animation graphics looks very similar to Fortnite. I started getting worried. I don't hate Fortnite. It's just not my thing, right? It's not my cup of tea. You know, I, I actually played it when it first came out. I enjoyed it. I saw the potential in it, but it just wasn't for me. So I got a little worried. I'm like, oh, man. Don't be a clone. Come on, have something to say. Have some some legs to stand on. See, Fall Guys is a really fun game to play with friends for 30 minutes. And then it gets really repetitive and really boring really quickly. Because all you do is run and jump. You cannot do anything else. There's no more functionality or gameplay mechanics at play. And a lot of the times the games and the maps seem interesting and they are fun. But it plays the same damn ones over. And it gets to a point where you're like, okay... It's still a blast to play for 20, 30 minutes with buddies, but it's just one of those things where you're, you don't have as much control over things. So you don't learn or improve or get better, and those kinds of games are what I strive to play. Hell Let Loose is a very deep mechanic game. At the end of the day, you could just shoot people. and <laughs> If you do that, you're perfectly fine, and it's very satisfying and fun. But if you learn the map, if you learn the coordination strategies, if you learn what fits best where and what role to play when, you're going to do better for yourself and for your team, and it's more satisfying. There are more complex mechanics underneath that are accessible over time. Those are the kinds of games I, w I want. Easy to pick up and play and understand the basics. Difficult to master. Rocket League, 
Elden Ring, Rainbow Six Siege, Hell Let Loose, and so on. And to my surprise, Rumbleverse falls right in this category. And I had no fucking idea it would. I was very, very surprised. I was like, what? <laughs> it looks like a kid's game. So it doesn't look like it would do anything too complex. Um, but it's a brawler. It's that whole Wrestle, WWE, WrestleMania sense. But it's not ridiculously... It's, it's zany, it's wacky, but it actually does take itself seriously on a competitive level. That's important in a battle royale game. It has to carry, it can be zany, it can be wacky, it can be fun, but it also has to carry a level of seriousness that validates its competitive nature, right? Rumbleverse does a very good job at this. I have never, I swear to God, I have never wanted to win in a battle royale game as much as I have for Rumbleverse. So, when you open up the game, and currently, the first season just dropped yesterday. It's only been out for about 10 days. I downloaded it day one. I have played a total of 50 matches. I have over 100,000 damage dealt. I don't really know if that means anything special. I have not won a single game. I will say that. I've played over 52 matches now. I think 53, maybe. 50, 51 to 53. Somewhere between that. I don't remember. I was playing some last night, and I, I didn't check my stats by the end of it. But it was around there. So, I've played plenty of matches now. I've been playing it since day one, right? Um, I have not won a single match. Now, do not hold that against me. This game is very fucking difficult. But I have gotten in the top five, like, 15 times now. And I've gotten top three, three times. So very close. In fact, I got number two once. So close. So close. Anyway. But yes, I have not wanted to win a Battle Royale game this badly. Of course, when I'm playing, I want to win. But I've never, like, when I'm not playing it, thought, ooh, I want to win this game. I've never done that. Never thought that until now. So, on the surface, it's this easy, beat-em-up, kid-friendly. In reality, it is one of the more challenging and intriguing Battle Royales I've ever played. And hopefully it sticks. Let's get into it with the pros. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're all doing well. So, I had discussed the general overview and some of my th teasing thoughts of Rumbleverse, right? This free-to-play battle royale, cross-platform, cross-multiplayer, um, um, you know, battle royale brawler? I guess. I call it a brawler. I don't really know. So it's a third-person action game. And here's what happens when you open up the game. Now, like I said, it's kind of early. It's um, still got probably some optimizations, improvements, new features, new modes to be added, new cosmetics and such. Season Pass just dropped, so that's a good sign. Hopefully we'll see some more content come down the pipeline. That's actual tangible gameplay mechanics and elements. But basically, you open up the screen, you see your character. Probably looks ridiculous, right? Kind of cartoony zany uh animation but it's perfectly uh fitting for this game and it's really fun anyway you can customize your character with all kinds of equipment load out things you get for free um general what your body looks like your physique all that and then you drop into a game and currently as of this recording there are two main game modes it's all battle royale nothing's different from that it's 40 people in 
there's solos and duos. That's all that's there right now. Obviously, we'll be getting trios and at least up to four-player squads in the near future, and I hope sooner rather than later, because this game is very fun, and it's probably just some balancing and polishing that needs to be done to allow the higher player count. I'm not sure, but I hope so. And I hope it comes within the month, because every other Battle Royale game dropped with at least trios. The fact that this is just solos and duos is actually a barrier of entry problem for it. The only one that I can think of, because it's free to play, it's also only 7 gigabytes. I want to make note of that. Every other game you will download free to play, for the most part, is above 25 gigabytes. So for people with low uh, disk space or who have slow internet connections, this is also friendly to you. Because it's only 7 gigs. And the season pass update that had a handful of hot fixes and bug and balancing fixes was 500 megabytes. Not even a gig. Pretty impressive for all that new content. An entire season pass with cosmetics and bug fixes and balancing and optimization changes in under a gigabyte. It's good to see that. We need more of that, and I hope the future Call of Duties will start to actually compress their goddamn files. Anyway. So. The pros of this game are quite a bit. Now, no matter what kind of controller you're using, or if you're using mouse and keyboard, there are basic attack moves, right? You got your basic light standard attack that you will use most of the time. You got your heavy er alternative charge up. You know, you grab them, you do a special slam or something. Right? It's all melee combat. It's all hand to hand. It's all wrestling. You're not killing people. You're knocking them out, like in wrestling. Right? So, with that in mind, those are your two basic moves. You'll always have those at your disposal. And within those button presses, right? When you're running or when you're jumping, it will change up the animation and the damage of such. Right? There are many mechanics to this game. I'm not going to go in full depth. It doesn't matter unless you're playing the game. You don't need to know it all. But those are the basic fighting moves as well as jumping. You can dodge. You can block. There is a stamina bar, a health bar. There are pickup items, right? So in a battle royale, oftentimes you see items around the ground you pick up. And so I guess the thought might have been at first, well, if it's a melee-only wrestling game and you're using your bare hands, what the fuck are you picking up? If you're not picking up guns or, you know, healing items, well, you're still picking up healing items. Chicken replenishes your health. Um, and you're picking up power-ups. Well, not really power-ups. You're picking up two different types of things. You're picking up stat boosts for the entire game, not for lifetime, just for the game session you're in. And there's three types. There's for health, stamina, and damage. And every time you drink one, it bumps up your overall by 10%. And you can have up to eight mixing and matching between those three. So you can go all damage and have 80% more damage, 80% more health, 80% more stamina, or kind of mix it up. 20% here, 20% there, 20%, 40%, 40%, whatever. Right? So there's that. And that radically can change how you play a game and how well you do. And they're all very equally important. Damage output, stamina, and health are all equally important. So prioritizing one over the other is your choice. And they just affect how you have to maneuver. 
and how you play. So that's a really cool design. And then, and here's the real kicker. Then there are pickups. You can slot, you can equip up to two special moves on your bumpers and alternate triggers or whatever you may have set up. Right, on Xbox, which is what I play with the Xbox controller, it's LBRB. And those are books you pick up around the map from boxes and crates you smash that have supplies like like healing items like the core power up thing like the stat you know stat boosts um and then these books and they are special combo attack moves now you only press one button to perform them which may sound simple but they're not um and they come in a variety of green blue and purple right rarity tiers right green uncommon or common i guess blue rare purple legendary we've seen that before that's not anything unique but they can be the same type of move between each color right but dramatically more effective as they get up i mean you get a purple one it's dramatically better and there are some that are better than others to certain play styles and over time, as you play more, you start to learn which ones suit you more, and you experiment. They use a good chunk of your stamina, but they do a metric shit ton of damage on any kind of enemy. Spear Javelin is probably my favorite legendary uh, equipable move. They use a lot of stamina, but basically it lets you leap like 20 feet forward, and if you tackle someone, and you're able to grab them, it slams them against the wall, stuns them, and does a lot of damage like four to five hundred plus damage which by the way your health is uh anywhere between 800 to 1200 give or take so those are the mechanics blocking moving oh also traversal it's a city it's an open world city and you might think oh god there's no vehicles, so how do you traverse? Well, it's cartoonish, so you can actually jump on any surface and climb it, and climb it very quickly. So you can scale a building within five seconds. Scale a skyscraper, which I love. I love the traversal in this game because oftentimes in a Battle Royale, I find myself getting very frustrated at being stuck and just having to walk all the way over there or find a vehicle and get all the way over there. Now, I understand, in something like Warzone or PUBG, it's more realistic, so I get it, and I'm fine with that, right? It's just not fun. <laughs> in Rumbleverse, they make sure that it's just pure fun. Even traversing, it's not a chore at the very least, even if there's nothing happening other than you're traversing. So it never gets old to climb a building. On top of that, there's always items and crates and stuff with different rarity of items that you may get at random, and... Um, there's this move you can perform when you jump off a building and you hit X. Also, there's no fall damage. I want to make that very clear. You cannot damage your health when you fall off any kind of height. What you do lose is stamina. You, your stamina gets depleted and you have to wait for it to recharge or hold block and it will also recharge your stamina. So you mix with the two special moves that anyone could pick up at any time, and they're all kinds of different sets, and they have different effects of damage and combos and different ways to counter, avoid, or block them. 
you have your equipment and items you have your basic attacks and you have your maneuverability and you have your bars to watch out for your health your stamina and then there's one other component that does make this give it a little special sauce on top there's the superstar ability it charges up over the time of a game the more you get hit the more you block the more damage you deal you get percentage added to that star superstar meter and you can also pick up little blue stars around the map that speed up the, the bar and it's your ultimate ability right it's your special super special move and if you act active when you activate it it lasts for like 20 seconds and you can tr keep trying to get someone uh, if you can grab someone and activate it you know use it against them and if you do it's an instant KO now obviously if you're on the defensive you can tell when someone has it activated it's not hidden you know they're f they have a blue star spotlight on them so you just stay the hell away from them however and here's an interesting mechanic that shows just on a surface level really shows the depth that this game actually has from a mechanical standpoint the choices and the options and how you want to proceed to play and what I really like about it if you have your superstar meter all the way filled up and you can activate it at any point but you choose not to of course you don't get the ability to insta instant KO someone you just have to try to knock them out by chipping away at their health or you know whatever and that's fine because if you don't use it what happens is if you're knocked out if someone does a knockout blow on you or you lose all your health in, in a fight it's not over yet if you have your superstar ability all charged up in that meter and you don't activate it at all and you get knocked out right killed essentially with that it will resuscitate you at 300 health points which is really low it's not anything you want to be caught in engagement with right anyone with a special move can still one hit you and you'll have a few seconds of immunity and you get the fuck out it gives you a second chance and you go find items to heal up and find stuff and then rebuild that superstar bar now of course if that happens you can't use your superstar ability to instant KO someone if it's used to revive you it's done for you just it's it gave you a second shot at the game right so those are two methods of using one bar that kind of measures up you can use it offensively in an aggressive way to try to KO someone and here's the thing you don't know if someone else's superstar meter is also charged up you know if it's activated that way if they're trying to actually one shot KO you you know to stay away so that's fine but you don't know if it's charged up and ready to go at any point so you do run a risk especially later in the game if you do it if you somehow get your bar filled up really early in the game and you do it is a high likelihood that you you'll get that KO but there's a good chance that you'll do a lot of damage you'll hurt that hurt them and if you stay aggressive on them but if they have their superstar meter filled up and it revives them at 300 health you better catch up and try to f knock them out before they get away or before they throw some combos at you and win right so with the pickups with the power-ups with everything involved and with the combos you can use and the ways you can dodge maneuver evade and fight with multiple people with with solo just one-on-one -on -one fighting people if you're caught in the middle of stuff it really makes it an ever dynamic game you know there's only so many pickups there's only so many power-ups you know it's a brand new game so I can see people may get fatigued by it, may not find much to do with it after a while. But for me, I haven't won yet. 
and I get close and I do a lot of damage and I'm only getting two to five eliminations in a game and there's only 40 people in a game so I guess that's a pretty solid number but my point is that it's difficult this game is very challenging but it's a fun kind of challenging because it can be very frustrating at times honestly I've gotten so frustrated at Rumbleverse that I've almost lost my damn mind even Elden Ring didn't frustrate me quite as much there are times though there are times where Elden Ring single-handedly frustrated me more than any other game other than Sekiro. So yeah, there's still times, but but for the most part, I have a blast. It doesn't feel too out of balance. There are things where I'm like, no, that's just unfair as shit. But at the end of the day, even when I'm like, what the fuck was that? That was so unfair. That shouldn't have happened. At the end of the day, when that does happen, it's because they did it and I didn't. Like, it's not like I couldn't have done exactly what someone else just did to knock me out. I could have done that. I just didn't. And I'm not great at the game. And there is timing. There is blocking. There is ways to maneuver. You do have to watch your stamina. There's a lot of skill to it. A lot of balancing in your combat and your defensive and your readiness. It's a lot like chivalry. It's a lot like a fighting game. It's not a hack and slash button mash just it can be but you do have a stamina bar you do have health there are there is an actual in an in-depth and it shows as soon as you hit the start button it shows a priority scale a priority list of what moves prioritize so technically if you if you both if you and an enemy both use the, the standard light medium whatever the standard attack move just the regular punch you both hit it at the same time, it clashes, which means it takes a little stamina away, doesn't do any damage, you both kind of knock each other back a little bit, right? So then you'd have to hit Y or whatever, your heavier alternative, um, you know, unblockable move, which, right, no one can block, takes a little more stamina, does a little more damage, takes a little longer to recover from and to perform, right? That's more powerful than a light attack. So if you're if someone's hitting you with a light attack and you hit them with the unblockable, if you time it right, you will win that that singular encounter, that punch. You won't knock them out, but you'll just punch them. Right? There's a priority list. If you're a superstar ability, that's the highest priority. If you have a certain weapon, that's usually a higher priority. If you're using one of those special books, that's a priority. And then with it itself, the rarity of that book allows a better percentage at the priority. And you don't always know what the next opponent's going to hit you with. So, it's a very interesting game. And it's very fun. And it can be extremely frustrating, but for the most part, it's extremely rewarding. It's very fun. And it only makes me want to come back and win more. So, with its in-depth mechanics, with its really fun graphics, it's a very smooth game. I haven't had a single crash, disconnection, bug, huge bug issues. No big server issues. There was one day where it like took forever for people to load in. And the queue-in times are a little long, but for the most part, it's a pretty well-optimized, pretty smooth-running game that's got a lot of depth and mechanics, a lot of fun surface level, and is a really solid free-to-play battle royale that anyone can play, and that is cross-play, so people can play with their friends. It's definitely a standout, and it's really unique, and has come to be one of my personal favorite games in a while uh, that's a free-to-play game, I should say. I mean, Hell Let Loose and some other ones I've reviewed this year, of course, will stand up against that in any day, but... But this for free-to-play is really fun, and I'm really having a blast with it. 
So let's get into some of the cons and then let's uh, talk about my future hopes for this game and uh, conclusions. Thanks for sticking around. Let's get into cons. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So I discussed the pros. Here are the cons. There's really not many. It is a new game. And as I've said, all those mechanics make the game great, and that's majority of the game. So here are the few cons that I do have about the game. First and foremost, the queue load-in times, like the regular loading is fine, the booting, the game itself, but the queue times when you're waiting for a match, they're long right now. They're not as long as like DVD or some other games, they're not like Rockstar long, and they at least have a timer, and you could at least look at stuff in your menu. So it's not the end of the world, but I do hope as this game develops more and grows and whatnot, we get better, faster times. I'm talking about a minute and a half to two minute average queue time. That's not a big deal. Games used to take way longer than that to load. I got no problem with that. It is just something that I do hope will be remedied, especially as more people begin to play this game. My biggest complaint though, my biggest con, not enough features. And by that I just mean game modes. We just need trios and quads. Okay. Um, I'd also like to have some more special events at some point down the future, not right now. This game's been out for a week. It's plenty fun as is, but down the line, right? Some special events that spice things up. Maybe some partnerships with WWE and stuff like that, right? Um, some more unique unlockable cosmetics that aren't just Battle Pass related. There are already some great ones, but just more. Um, but yes, we need trios and we need quads at the very least and we need them all to work pretty seamlessly and I wouldn't I wouldn't hate to have a new a mode that's only um, for private modes or for smaller matches where it's 1v1 duel 2v2 duel and it's in a cage fight with these mechanics in this game it could be real fun real slice away from the regular battle royale it's a battle royale primary game but the game mechanics and the the atmosphere in the world is so unique that they can definitely spice it up and have some modes that veer away from purely battle royale just as secondary modes of course the primary focus staying battle royale okay that would be great to see but primarily i'd love to see trios and quads first and foremost working up and running fun to play cross play all that good to go and then some new modes down the line and i'm talking for those new modes that could be in months and months but Within one to two months max, like, I would say by the end of September, you've got to have trios and quads, otherwise this game will die very quickly. And I think they know that, I hope they do. Because the game's very fun. I could play solos alone and have fun. I could play duos with one friend. I often have two or three friends online at a given point. I want to play with all of them. And most people want to play these kinds of games with their friends. It is more fun that way. So that's the biggest con. And then the only other con I have. It's a small one. Oh, also, with new content, most importantly, and the easiest way to do that, more books. And by that, like, in the game, the power-up books that give you special moves in your LB, RB, the two special moves you can equip, we need way more of them. They're great right now. They're gonna get stale. They're gonna get old in a few months. I'm talking we're going to need 10 to 15 fresh ones by the end of the year with varying skill. I don't I don't know. I assume that's very difficult because it's not just like, oh, here's a new power-up. It's like you have to render the animation for that and properly have the balancing of the damage and all that. 
but because there's no armor or things like that, I mean, this is not ballistics related. I think it could be done pretty quickly. Hopefully they have a handful queued up. Okay, I just need some more diversity in those books. I think currently there's like 10, maybe 10 total different types of moves. Like unique moves. And then within that, there are the scaled variations. Green, blue, and purple of pretty much those 10 moves. So totally got about 30 types of books. But really only 10 unique ones that are actually that move that aren't copied and pasted. I don't mind that because it's a more it's a better version of that move you'll pick up. I don't mind that at all. I'm just saying we need more unique moves as a whole. That will freshen up the gameplay experience. That is a singular core element, in my opinion. Right? When you pick those up, that's what makes you a different fighter all of a sudden. That's what gives you abilities to fight different. Otherwise, everyone's on the same playing field, which is great. You need that in a Battle Royale game. So those pickups are what make it different. So we need more of them, more unique ones. As well as some netcode optimization and latency and hit registration uh, fine-tuning. It's not terrible. It's actually perfectly fine. But sometimes when you think, you know, a punch should land or whatever, you don't quite... It gets a little messy. You know, just some cleanup there to kind of help translate what's going on visually better and to make it more connect uh, connect better also some vibration haptic feedback improvements it only uh, it only vibrates and rumbles this kind of game rumbleverse seems like it'd be perfect for good haptic feedback it only does that when you do large large like jumps from buildings and you do an attack an aerial an attack an aerial attack or when you're getting attacked and that's fine but when I'm climbing, when I'm punching someone, I'm, I expect to feel a little, little haptic buzz, not a lot. So in the future, I'd like to see that because I think that'll add more to the kinetic nature and the immersion of such. And it's it's optimal to play this game with a controller anyway. So that'd be nice. That's uh, a little bit of a con that there's not as much great haptic feedback, and by default, it's turned off for some reason. I don't know why. So. Yeah. This kind of game is like begging for really good and and snappy haptic feedback. So I'm I'm looking forward to when that's you know uh put in uh better uh places. And that's that's pretty much those are my cons. Like we need trios and duos and or I mean trios and quads. We need some new game modes way down the line. We need, of course, with that more cosmetic options and the books that, you know, better combos and fighting features and mechanics to add in some better haptic feedback and some general optimization improvements. It's a pretty solid game, so I don't really need much more than that. But those, those are some cons that I see and the queue times that can really uh, impact the game's longevity for a lot of people because this game can be very frustrating. You can load, you can join a game, could it take a minute to join into a game, and as soon as you get in, someone might have just luckily picked up, and, and that's the nature of Battle Royales. I mean, if you don't understand that in a Battle Royale, you can get killed in the immediate minutes. It's very frustrating, and in this game especially, because sometimes it doesn't let you cancel, block, or dodge roll quick enough, and so someone's chaining a combo that seems like you really can't do anything about, and I don't know if that's a skill gap, or if that's a bug optimization thing or a balancing issue, but sometimes it feels like they're so overpowered 
But other times, I've been in the position where I'm whooping someone's ass, and it's not because I'm overpowered. It's because I have some better equipment. So I'm overpowered, but fairly so. Like, I picked up that equipment. And I'm just landing my combos. I'm just timing them right. I'm not overusing my stamina. I'm hitting when they're not blocking, you know, and I'm chaining combos together, and I'm knocking these people out pretty quick. And then other times, I, you know, it's like Helen Keller in a boxing ring. I'm just missing and, and not understanding what I'm doing anymore. So I think that's part of it, just getting familiar with the gameplay and the flow of things and the pacing. Um, but it can sure as hell be pretty frustrating because you can get your ass knocked out real quick like within minutes of just getting into the game and it's 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 pretty frustrating but it's definitely manageable so yeah i hope to see some more of those being fixed because they are pretty much the only cons to a otherwise really 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 well fleshed out and super fun game so let's get into some of my more specifics of my future hopes and desires for the game as i discussed already some of the things I'd like to see fixed. Those are, of course, my biggest future hopes and desires. Some dope-ass WWE cosmetic stuff for those kinds of fans. Some new game modes like a cage fight or, I don't know, something like that. Some more power-up moves. Um, you know, books that you pick up. Of course, generally new cosmetic items as well that make you stand out and more unique. And possibly certain new things. I don't know. This might throw the balance off. At least the new books would add new combos. But I, I'd like to have another form of progression that isn't purely cosmetic. And I know you can't really do that in a battle royale because you need everyone when they drop in on an even footing. So I really don't know how you would do that. But I'm kind of thinking of a skill tree like Bloons Tower Defense 6. If you haven't played that game, you should, for one. But also, what it does is, yeah, it's a power-up, but it's not, like, drastically different. Like, it, it, some of them, as you get further down the power tree, really make those games easier. And you're going against AI, so it's not as much of a big deal, but in, in terms of balancing. So that's part of it, but, like... Oh, this monkey costs 200 less. Oh, 10% damage increase. You know, stuff like that. You know, I can see where skill points that a lot of the time are way too powerful. And they're often utilized in single-player games. Right? Some sort of skill point or attribute so you can become more powerful over time is perfectly acceptable. In an online game, that's much harder to balance. Because if someone's been playing longer or has been playing better, they are simply more powerful and they stay more powerful. It is unfair. I get it. So I'm just talking about nothing that permanently affects your damage or stamina or health across the board. Nothing like where it's like you get you unlock this skill point, you have fifty percent more health when you start. No 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 no. I'm talking about something that boosts the percentage of the efficacy of what you get in game in drops. So just a handful of certain skill point modules like when you hit a certain career level like career level 10 you can you unlock a an overall skill global skill point if you will that gives you a 20 10 percent higher chance of a drop at a purple legendary book when there is a book in a crate 
that's all just a 10% or 20% whatever whatever seems reasonable and that way anyone over the rank of level 10 gets that just as automatic it's a passive thing that's just or something like that and then you might say well well then what's the point well you know what's the point if everyone gets to that level well it's not really to make anyone superior it's more so just to add some more incentives to keep playing that do genuinely make life a little easier than it was before if it's 10 or 15 percent more than it used to be you get better drops that might be a noticeable difference maybe not maybe it needs to be 25 percent so a quarter of the time you're getting more purple books that's helpful does that make you more powerful in game yeah a quarter of the time at random but it makes it worth grinding to get to level 10. That's what's beautiful about COD's balancing. They give you a handful of standard weapons to begin with, but what's great about COD is um, you have to get a certain level to get that gun. And it's not... And the gun is better. Like, it is inherently better, usually, than the other guns. And you may get wrecked with other people who have that gun because they played better, did better in terms of kills and KD and all that so they got more XP from the match and they played more but it's not like it's not like anything you couldn't obtain if you just do the same thing they're just level 36 so they got that gun at level 35 you're level 30 so just keep grinding for five more levels you'll get that gun too and then furthermore certain attachments for that specific weapon. You have to use that weapon a certain amount of times and get those challenges, get those kills, get that XP towards that weapon and unlock uh, attachments that dramatically improve with cons to it. You know, add a suppressor, it increases uh, range, accuracy, and keeps your gun quiet to prevent radar, but it may reduce range or muzzle velocity, I mean. You know, something like that. Which he doesn't actually. In real life, a suppressor actually can keep the bullet flying straighter, which means it flies further. So it's funny how video games interpret suppressors because it's quieter as making the gun weaker. It actually is the opposite. It's a longer barrel, so some of the times it actually makes the gun more powerful in, in a real military scenario. Not all the time, though, but it, it, it often can. Which I find interesting. Anyway, my point is something like that is really good in COD. And if they got rid of that, my desire to play COD would drop off quite a bit. I still would love it and have fun, but I'm the kind of person who, who loves to play games and have fun, who wants to naturally overcome a challenge and get better at the game. So playing more to win my first KO, to win my first entire Rumbleverse match, is something I'm very much so looking forward to. And I'm still going to keep trying. And even when I win one, I'm going to want to win more. But that's the current goal. So I've already set that for myself. I don't think I'll get anything special for it in-game. But I'll sure be happy and proud once I win. i got 50 matches under my belt. Why not, you know, try to win one? That's the goal, right? So that's all well and good. You know, my goal is always to have a good KD and help my team win the match in COD. But... In God, I also like to grind and unlock the guns. I like to play around. I like to get a little better weapons or different weapons to spice up the play and let me play differently. That helps me. So I know in a battle royale, you need a more clean slate for everyone, so it's not unbalanced from the get-go. So I don't quite know how that would work. I don't know if that's the best idea. But at least new books, new combo moves would be much more beneficial, as well as some new game modes. And then, please, for the love of God, got to add trios and quads very soon. 
and then some cosmetics and you just got to keep the momentum up you have to keep it consistent then the season pass dropped within a week that's good to see this game could get stale within a month it's prone to it's a very fun game core mechanic it's getting great feedback and reception a lot of people are playing it it's got a surge of support it can fall off very quickly it very much so could it's a it's a very difficult game it will turn off people so you gotta have some incentives and some reasons for players who already like it to keep coming back and remembering that the game exists when more games are about to drop out drop we're about to hit fall and winter season that's the biggest influx of new games that people are waiting for to play rumbleverse released in august september October, November are the hottest months for new video games releasing. So Rumbleverse just positioned themselves in a very, very sticky situation where if they don't keep up the rate of staying relevant, they will be left behind. So hopefully they improve that.